This episode of The Morning Brew is brought to you by... We have just a few reasons why you should pick up a copy of this Nearly to My Toilet, book number three, I Chihuahua, today. Morning, George. What's going on in the Morning Brew today? Today, we're going to be talking about Marvel, DC, and bullying. Coming up next. And bullying. Get your coffee, grab a seat, and join us. Good morning. It's time for the morning brew. Good morning. <laughs> What's up, Georgie? Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Yes, it is time for the morning brew. Thank you for joining us this morning. I am coming live to you from my vehicle as I am working. And Sammy's in his uh, man cave with the stairs in the back. They're back. They're back. Hey, yo. What's up, Pops? Uh, yeah, so no. So we're, we're welcome for uh, to another episode of uh, the morning brew. If you haven't done so yet, please subscribe to the channel. Hit the link below so you can hit the, the thumbs up sign. And then just uh, chat us up. Make sure you hit the bell so you know when we're going live and all that other fun stuff. I'm all over the place this morning. Uh, we're very excited. I think Sammy yeah. is very excited this morning because, you know, people are coming through. There are only a few hours left of the Kickstarter that he's uh, got going on, which you guys saw at the beginning of the show. And so, yeah, man, it's it's almost it's almost uh, time. But yeah. in true... Uh, fashion like they say the last 24 hours the last 48 hours of the campaign are when the people come in and are dropping money in the bucket so here we are last what what are you were you at 12 hours uh i got 10 hours left as of right now 10 hours okay so 10 hours left as of right now in the past two days 10 new backers and we are 17 backers away um from um unlocking the next stretch goal um real quick i'm just gonna show it on the screen um uh, uh, real quick so what's the stretch goal that you're talking about number one if we get to 75 backers 75 backers that means we're 17 away um everybody all physical backers will get this physical print of sneaky santa duty um as well as let's go down to the bottom where is it sam come on there it is i I passed it i went so fast look at that Uh, here it is boom Right there, you get four digital downloads, four comic books by none other than J.D. Calderon, Daphne Lage, and J.D. Rosario. So you get Storm Chasers, number one. You get the Chronicles of Oswald, number one. You get Tall Tales, number one, and Eagle Raven, number one, plus a print. So, um, uh, And that's if we get 
uh, to 75 and you know, we're, we're on a nice little run. So thank you everybody. Thank you for the 10 new backers for the past couple of days. Um, get yourself a copy of Disney and my toilet. It is a great Christmas gift. I mean, this print right here was the number one selling print at the fan festival last weekend. Um, everyone was snatching that up. And so right now, the, you know, although Halloween's a week away, everybody's thinking about Christmas. So if you want to get a Christmas gift, you know, there is so much to give. There's the end of my toilet book three. There's the Dudester bundle where you get all three books plus Duty's Adventures. Um, you know, there's uh, there's uh, Duty's Monsters on Planet Cthulhu. Duty's Monsters on Planet Cthulhu. Say it ain't so. Look at this, bro. You got all the covers for Duty's Monsters on Planet Cthulhu. These are all the covers. Boom. And they all connect to make one long image. It is fantastical, magical, right? It's crazy. So... Um, you have duties, monsters of planet Cthulhu, but then, and last but not least, for the little youngins, um, for the little ones, and look at it, look at this, look at this, look at it, look how fun it looks, look how vibrant those colors, look at the 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 the, the drama, and uh, so then you have the little guy, little duty, who doesn't want a little duty, right? Little duty growing up on Uranus, and he has to do battle with the diabolical egomaniac overlord Nemesis Pooh. So there is so much to offer. Lots of educational values, lots of fun, lots of humor. There's also the monster bundle. It's Halloween. You want that monster bundle? Get a monster sketch by none other than Sam the Crazy Man Vera. I'm just saying. But uh, yeah, so there's 10 hours to go, ladies and germs. Get yourself, get your duty on, and let's have a ball. <laughs> uh, the thing that cracked me up the most about that pitch was little duty growing in Uranus. <laughs> 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 that's just that's just comic gold right there, bro. That is comic gold. You can't make it up. Well, you did. Uh, yeah, but good stuff, brother. Yeah, no, excellent, excellent, excellent. The campaign is live for another 10 hours. So, guys, hurry up. It's coming to an end. It's coming to a close. Yes. And um, the good Help thing me. is... Like, yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. No, Help no, me I was say, obnoxious. Yeah, the good thing about, about the campaign, too, is that a lot of the stuff has already been printed. So you're not waiting around for a printer to get the books to, to Sam or whatever it is. Yes. Uh, he's actually already printed the stuff. So as soon as the campaign ends and the money's in, boom, it goes. Now, remember, the only other delay behind the scenes that you may see, and it's nothing that, that you know, us as creators can control, is Kickstarter will collect the funds as soon as the campaign ends. If for whatever reason you're, you're you know, your payment is declined or whatever, the card, you forgot, damn, I got to change it or whatever, then Kickstarter will give you another week before right. you can clear that up. So that will prolong the amount of time before yeah. Sam gets the money. So you definitely want to make sure that all of your stuff is um, is ready to rock. If you do get a message from uh, from Kickstarter saying that, you know, a payment didn't go through, try to clear it up um, as soon as possible. That way, nothing gets, uh, it doesn't yeah. slow anything down. Because it may, it's uncomfortable for us that, you know, it's for two weeks and, and we're still pending for us to have to go out and and send you a, a, a rock email. You know, we'd rather have Kickstarter do their thing and we just want to do our thing and, and create and ship and pack and make sure you get what you need. But then when we have to go and just, just do a, a secondary reminder, it's also uncomfortable because, you know, we don't want to put any unnecessary pressure on you. So we just want to make sure whatever form of payment you use at the time that you um, pledge, make sure that um, it's updated. It's the right one. Because sometimes, you know, I know what happened to my brother. My brother. Me. Yeah, my brother, um, he used a card and then um, his card um, got um, someone, uh, a hacker got his information, whatever his card. So he had to wait for a new card. Right. So. Um, 
Um, uh, so that's why we waited and he got it on time and then he, he adjusted the, he, he fixed it. So things happen. Oh, or sometimes people use a debit card and they just didn't uh, allocate the right amount of funds or maybe something happened in their personal life and they needed the funds for something else. So, and we get all of that, that the things that happen in life. Um, so Shit. look, man, I, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a avid freaking Kickstarter pledger and it's happened to me. I mean, mm -hmm. I, you know, I've, I've had situations where I was like, you know what, I'm pledging too much to these things. Let me put a, bl a block on my card so I don't do it. And I, I forget to remove the block because I actually did uh, pledge to something. <laughs> and then it gets taken and boom, there it is. He's like, I'm uh, an addict. Let me, let me put on blinders so I don't go down that block. Yeah, so I, don't hit. See, I don't see what's <laughs> over there. I don't see what's over there. And I, I, I do it and I still do it. I still do it. I've had to send messages. I, I sent a message out to one of my, I was like, yo, dude, I got, I'm, I'm fixing that. I got you um so yeah but but you know when we have when we see that on our end as indie creators after the campaign ends we're like oh okay all right well that you know kickstarter is going to do its thing let it do its thing and then if it if it doesn't get cleared up then we have to reach out but yeah. Uh, but yeah those things happen so we get it but yeah that, that's what happens behind the scenes just so you guys know yeah. why damn why is this taking so long sometimes that stuff kind of that kind of stuff happens yes but, and then um, join and join me later today during the live stream when i draw and then when I close out the campaign tonight, um, I'm going to show you the the three covers for the next campaign. Um, uh, one is done by Mr. Jorge Medina. Um, I don't know. If oh, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The yeah. bathroom. Yeah, yeah, he's in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. I think I want to, you know, inspire George's fans. So I got to get the, I got one by the Mr. Medina. Um, I got, uh, <laughs> I'm not, I got, um, uh, and then two by me ones. In, and then the one I'm going to show you right now is the homage cover that you saw me doing the live stream. So this is the homage cover. This is the Sergeant rock number three eighty nine, nineteen seventy seven 1977 <laughs> edition. And the reason why I chose Sergeant rock, uh, for a lot of different reasons, the reason why I chose it, it was the first comic book I ever picked up on my own. When I went to the spinner rack in the, the bodega, the, the candy store in the corner. And I was like, Oh, and I was a GI Joe fan. And I said, and I had action Jackson and GI Joe and I saw Sergeant rock and I picked it up. And then I saw GI Joe too. So that those were the books I was picking up when I was a kid. And I must've been dang. Well, I, I must've been in the fourth grade. In the fourth Man, grade, bro. You're an old dog, bro. Holy. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. Damn, yo, yo, George, I'm going to take you to the yard. I'm going to take you to the yard. Three o'clock, after grade. school, in the schoolyard. <laughs> you and me, it's hard. Diablo, <laughs> loco. Where's your freaking cane, loco? I was oh, That's amazing. That's crazy, right? And G.I. Joe at that time it was. Now you weren't in the fourth four. grade. You were four years old. You were in the fourth grade, were you? No. I was in elementary school, PS86 at the time. No, no. When I my mom introduced me to um uh, Archie comics, but that oh, was I, cool. I, I thought you said that one, the one from isn't that cover from 77? You said no, I I no, I was in the fourth grade when I picked it up. I just said that's a 1977 cover that I liked. Oh, so okay, that, okay. That, I thought yeah, you picked yeah. that one up. I'm like, damn, dog, you were in fourth grade oh, in 77. Man. Oh, you, yo, you, 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 you an eternal dog. How old oh, are you? Freaking oh, 104. You're making my psoriasis act up. <laughs> See? I, I, yeah, you all. <laughs> like arthritis, laryngitis, tinnitus. <laughs> all, the the itis. Itis. <laughs> all the itis. All the bro. They're all acting up right now. It's the guy Chihuahua. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, but that was, uh, I can't believe it. When I saw Sergeant Rock at the, 
I was like, wow. And then remember the comic book, Nam? Nam? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, 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 have an, I have a copy. I have an issue. I know which one I have, but yeah. Do yeah. Um, what, pick, what, what got me excited about that one was the photographer, um, the one with the camera, and he had in the camera a scene. I forgot the name of the scene, but it was dope. And I was like, oh, this is dope. I mean, I was so, I mean, I love anything that was military. I was all in it, bro. That's what when I was a kid, my whole goal was going to the military, special forces, SEAL team, um, uh, um, uh, the treasury department, which protects the president. That was my goal. Like I wanted to be that guy that you saw standing in the, in the shadows, protecting the president. That was my whole goal when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. No, listen, I'm, I'm a big fan of that, of that, uh, of that cover for issue number four that you have, uh, getting ready to, uh, to take out next for what is it next year, January. So look on, uh, be on the lookout for that. And what I like about it too, dude, is that the character himself, like duty, right? The character himself, it lends itself to those kind of, um, homage covers because yeah. of the, because of the whole premise behind the, uh, yeah. The, the character, which is that he has a very vivid imagination and imagines himself as different things throughout the story. So he's he's a samurai. Right. He's and in the next issue, he's actually in, in the military. So these are things that are within the the yeah. story, not just, you know, just homage covers just because everybody's doing them kind of thing. You know right. what I mean? And the so, ones I pick, so that's great. Are really not what people are doing. Like when I picked the Rambo, no one, you know, everyone's doing homage covers in comics. But I was but that was that. even before, bro. Like that, yeah, that, I was doing that, it. That's an yeah. old school joint. That that's yeah. not something that just happened in 2020, 2021. No, that no. was out. That was out. The Matrix one, like all those yeah. covers, those were things that were happening that that you did back in the early 2000s. And what's crazy is the idea never even came to me with any of the other books that I've done. It only came with Duty. Right. You know what I'm and, saying? And, so, and, yeah, yeah, no, you're right. And at the time, it wasn't called an homage cover. It was just, no, it was, it just, was just, it was just another was, cover, alternate. It was an alternate cover. Alternate cover, yeah. I was just yeah, having fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. um and it, it was because Duty was like, yo, you gotta, you gotta hook me up with this. And Duty's like, you gotta put me in this. I was like, you're crazy. Yo, don't listen to him. Don't He's listen. Like, yeah, yeah. Say all right. Like, uh, it's okay. It's all right. I got you. <laughs> oh man. No, yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh check that out. Check that out. Uh don't forget to also check out some of our our other uh friends who are having campaigns, and especially um JD Rosario, who's actually one of the uh one of the books that you would get if you reach 75. Because yeah. uh JD has a has a book right now called uh Vicky Sticks. Yes, but within his world, and the the book that you have in your bundle is uh, one of his first books right. that uh, that that he uh, that he published, and it's a really good book. I I read it; it's very very well done. So you guys definitely want to get your hands on that. And once you're done reading that, I'm sure you're gonna want to check out Vicky Sticks. So check out JD Rosario's uh, Kickstarter right now. Vicky he actually Sticks wrote a post on live. Facebook, and he's like, you know, what do you guys do when you hit a wall and your 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 your, your campaign stalls or whatever? I was like. Dude, I open up the window, put my head out, and I scream, "Help me!" <laughs> I said, "Yo, this is." I said, "I stole for nine straight days," and that's like it is the most mentally frustrating situation to be in. And uh, I said that, and I feel your pain, bro. I and I, you know, I don't, I don't have the secret sauce. You know, I just, I just keep posting. That's you know, that's all I did. Yeah, but the silver line, the silver lining is the last two days, right? Yeah. It, it it proves that people do come out at the end and i yeah. think and, and and everybody who's already joined us hopefully you guys are watching this and you're in the chat if you guys are supporters of crowdfunding campaigns especially kickstarter why do you think the last the last two days are the ones that kind of get people going is it because 
you know, Kickstarter takes the money at the end and you figure, okay, now's the time. I, I you know, I, I definitely know I'm going to have it. So I'm going to do it. Or is it just, oh shoot, I forgot. And damn, okay. 30 days is a long time to be, you know, to be following a campaign. And then you, fi- you figure, oh shoot, before it ends, let me do it. Cause yeah. I've done that. I, I, I've, I've waited till the very end sometimes. And it's just because I, I just forget sometimes like, I'll be like, oh shoot, that campaign's still alive. That's right. You know, that's why I save it. And I'm like, okay, I'll go back to it. Yeah. Um, which is why sometimes I like to do it just at the beginning. Like, I'm like, let me just do it. I like, and, yeah. The only ones and, that I wait for is if they, they're, they're um, high ticket items and I'll wait to like the last couple of days. Well, the, that, that was going to say that the reason why I also pledge on the first day sometimes is because a lot of campaigns have that early bird special. So yeah. that's when I try to get in on the campaigns during that early bird special time, uh, because I know things are going to be a little less uh, money. So, I mean, yeah. it's different, different things. And, and you know, you look, you look at yeah. it. I, I mean, some of the campaign, like there's some campaigns that I, that I, like I wanted to support, um, but the tiers started really high and I'm like, Oh, but you know, and then, especially when you know, you got four campaigns that are coming out in the same time oh, and you want to, and that's the killer. killer. I mean, it hit, it hurt me last time because I had, five at the same time and i was like all right you know what i i really want to support you um yeah. i really i'm interested in what you're doing that book that you just created um but i'm gonna have i'm gonna have to now reduce the, the amount that i'm able to pledge because there's so many that came at the same time mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. Yeah, you know yeah. like i just i like i i backed um um i was mike punkler's um ham and eggs i really wanted that you know jake parker's um art book um which is dope and i love jake parker's style um, which is fantastic. So there's a lot of you know creators out there. I'm waiting for Jeff Smith's new campaign to come out. I'm waiting for um, I, this guy. I missed his campaign. Um, Bjorn. This is. I mean, this is like a soft leather book cover. I mean, it's just. Beautiful. I like that. That's, but oh. you know, okay. So, so he, I was gonna say that about that. Sometimes I I like to pledge to like the little guys because I know they can't. You know, it's harder for us to make that money. I. I don't necessarily pledge to the guys that you're talking about because they got a fan base, they got a following, yeah. they got to do what they're gonna do. The other thing is also sometimes if I if I'm low on cash that month, say for example, and you know mm-hmm. you got to budget yourself because you can go crazy with these things. I I, I like to maybe throw something down, but because yeah. we're indie creators as well, and we do we're in the circuit, we go to some of these conventions. I'm hoping to catch some of these guys at a convention and just buy their books yes. at the show where you can avoid you know. I, they can avoid the shipping cost that is going to cost me and I can avoid the shipping cost yeah. and I can, I can maybe get a signature right then and there at the table, get a picture and yes. do all that other fun stuff. So if, if for any, by any reason, I can't pledge to your campaign guys, indie creators, just remember that if I'm at a show, I'm going to find you and I'm, I'm going to go buy a, a book because yeah. I am a fan of, of, of the genre. Of the and and it was actually less expensive at the comic con yes. buying it directly from the creators on right. their website. Um, yeah. you know, but I, I always wanted this guy. He creates the, the littlest Viking. Um, I mean, it's beautiful. It's in, it's basically an air it's similar. The style is similar to Calvin and Hobbes. Um, yeah. Which is why it appealed to me, and I, and when I saw he was on the guest list, and you know, George, you know me, we've done conventions. I've never lift a table for nothing. I know. I was surprised. I like, and I was like, I said, yeah. So I the, the last, you know, the fan expo, I was gonna leave the table for for Kevin Smith, more rats, because I I really wanted to talk oh, yeah, to him, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, for for selfish purposes, I really wanted to meet him and talk to him, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna make the, the, a consorted effort to do that. Um, he never showed up. So then this time I saw, I saw, I saw, I saw Ben Bender on the list. I was like, Oh, that's it. I said, damn, he's going to have a line because he did, you know, $60,000 on Kickstarter. He had, oh, you yeah. know, 
you know, and I started like, oh, he's gonna have a line. And I realized nobody had lines because it was it was it wasn't popping. And I was like, oh, and so and I could leave my table because there was nobody acting nefarious over there. So I was like, forget this, I'm going. And I was like, dude. I love it. this is exactly how I started. Kept I said, "Dude, I love your stuff." I said, "I need a copy of your book. I want a photo with you." And I said, "I want to talk to you about coming on the show." <laughs> and I was like, "Yo, you know what I mean?" And I said, "He's like, oh, I just hit him with a triple whammy." I was like, and I was just excited because I love the book and I really wanted to support him on what he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely, dude. Absolutely. That that's what it's about. I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I'm 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 more leery. It is weird. Okay, so like when pledging to campaigns. I'm actually more leery about pledging to like the big dogs than I am to the little guys. And that might sound strange, but I've gotten a lot of the little guys books. I've yet to get the stuff that I pledged for, for a campaign that was producing a, a Stan Lee uh, book. I haven't gotten it yet. I don't know where it is. I don't know when it's coming. I have no <laughs> idea what's happening with it. You know, yeah, thousands and thousands of dollars were raised and not, and I still haven't received it. It's been a year more. Meanwhile, the little guys, I got all well, this stuff. I don't know about that because we also backed the campaign a little wow. guy and and it's a year and it's going on in a year and a half. Yeah, but I I think I think to me I, but all I'll, of us got duped. No, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I'll take a chance, I, but I'll take a chance on, on the little guy because especially when you look at some of these bigger names, mm. you know, you by the time you go pledge. They're already in the twenty thousand, you know, twenty five thousand. But I'll be honest already. with you, what 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 I look at is when is it going to be shipped? Yeah, that's the first thing I look at when I want to support somebody. I say if it says nine uh, months, that, that is true. That is true. I, I'm that like, you true. know what? I'll pass. Um, you know, and yeah. uh, I said yeah, I'll wait till it shows up that. on their website. I said, but if it says you know two to three months, I'm like, right, I'm good with that. But um, um, when it says like nine months, a year, I'm like, ah, oh, yeah. The only one I did that was. January of 2023 was Jake Parker's book um, because it was is going to be cheaper to get it on the Kickstarter because I got the deal on Kickstarter than it would to buy it from Amazon when it, or wherever it was when it hits the stores because his stuff is globally distributed. But I wanted it. I said, you know what? Let me get it because also he was hitting all the stretch goals. So I wanted all those the stuff. When I looked at all the stuff that he was adding from the stretch goals, Bro. I was like, all right, I want that stuff. Yo, that's the other thing about stretch goals for bigger dogs, for bigger campaigns. Is the stretch goals are basura for those who understand <laughs> Spanish? Trash, trash, bro. Trash, dude. 15k gets me a sticker. I'm like, what? oh, yes, what a sticker for at, at 15k? Are you kidding me, bro? Come on, man. Some of the little guys are giving us, you know, you know, the, the, the clothes off their back at stretch goals, and they, these guys are giving us stickers at 15k. You gotta be kidding me, but um, yes. I digress. You're <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I was looking at it. Be some of these guys, and they make it hard. They, they, they they'll say they'll say, all right. So like the goal, let's say the goal be uh, five thousand, but they got fifteen thousand in. They they made fifteen thousand, but they don't put their first stretch goal to twenty five thousand. Yeah, right? I'm like, yo, come on, man. Come on you're dog. Hoodwinking. You're, come you're, on, oh dog. man, you are horrible. I look at that. Says, on, like, yo, you're just scamming. The big dog should be giving us T-shirts at stretch goals, bro. Yeah, man. Yo, giving us <laughs> With the money they're making, the movie tickets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give me a gift card, bro. Give me a yeah. gift card or something. Movie tickets Jesus. with a bucket of popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> Give me something, damn dog. Yeah, well, you acting up, homie. Jesus. Jesus. Yo, speak, speaking of movies, are, are are you gonna catch the Black Adam movie at all? I want to. I mean, it's getting a lot of great reviews um, um, from fans. 
Uh, I don't look at the critic reviews. Uh, I don't know what that looks like. <laughs> uh, I don't because you know, like Rotten Tomato never gets it right. You know, they they're always ranting about stuff, and then the fans tell you an opposite story. I'd rather see it for myself. I would love to go see it in the theaters and yeah, the, the I, but it's going to be me dolo because my wife doesn't like movie theaters. Yeah, I'm I'm actually going to go this weekend. Um, I'm actually going to go this weekend. I'm going to go check it out. Um, you know who wasn't at the premiere? Who? Walter Hamada. I think that's his last name. Uh, which brings yeah. us to the first topic yeah. that we wanted to talk about. Yes, um, DC. Walt. Yeah. yeah. Big Walt. Big Walt's out. DC Films boss Walter Hamada has departed studio as Warner Discovery finalizes exit. What is going on? So, you know, we, we know that there's um, are going to be some heads going, right? And it starts with the bigger dudes and then it goes straight down to the dc offices right so starting with the the, the studios it's eventually getting to jim lee and the crew so, <laughs> so jim lee's like this every morning like honey do we have a backup plan you know <laughs> jim lee's good jim lee's good bro he's got millions and millions of dollars he's like, he's like, i think it's time to invest in that that that, 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 <laughs> taco stand or, or that, that 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 food truck uh, you know but um yeah yeah That's so eventually took it down to the little guys because they're not a big volume driver, so they're gonna hit the big volume areas, the areas that are making the financial decisions that's hurting the big the, the money and the investors. And then they're gonna go down to because really the comic books are supplemental, they're the ones that drive the, 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 the fans to the movies, um, and where they spend big money. So yeah, it's just a matter of time, and he's the first of many. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah, I wonder if they give him a package. Like sometimes they oh, give yeah, him, he's they, they give him for 15 years. So they give, um, what is what is it? What did you say? As uh, after 15 years at Warner Brothers and four as the president of DC Films, Walter Hamada has finally left the Burbank a lot. So it's just a, whatever. Hamada has run DC since 2018 and has re-upped in January 2021 with a contract that was supposed to take him to 2023. So they got to pay him out yeah. to 2023. So whatever it is, they own him. Whatever that is, he's gonna get that. So he gets. It's always when you're at that level, you get you get you get everything. You get whatever bonus structure. You get all that stuff. You get one big lump sum. Boom. So he's going to cash out. If I was him, head over to the Maldives, have a boat docked, and just chill does. for the rest of your life, bro. He probably does. Yeah. Well, what I, was, I, I heard somewhere that he usually they get like producer credits and other stuff so to give them some supplemental income, you know, what, when they when they removed this way. Yeah. And he, he hasn't gotten that. So I, I wonder what I wonder what it looks like. I wonder what his payout or his buyout or whatever no, I is. just I know here's, here's what I wonder right because I've <laughs> been there when you have a new boss right and everybody knows that publicly the boss is saying we need to change things the temperature in the rooms are uh so uncomfortable you know you're always feeling hot now because you don't know if you're on the chopping block especially if you're in that line of fire right so you don't even know. You don't know who, or say you're a junior level executive. Who, you, who should, your favorite boss might be the one that's cut. And if he goes, what does that mean for you? You know what I mean? So I could imagine what it's like in all of these studios. And then how many people dance and sing when they see the, the, the heads coming in that are making decisions. Hey, how are you? Good morning. Would you like some coffee? You know what I'm saying? So it, it is, I, I, I wouldn't want to be in that. I hated those times. Whenever there's, there's this takeover or this new transition it's always uncomfortable so i could imagine you know these guys in the end these guys know what they're doing right so they're the ones with the report cards they know the the, the, the company's results under your umbrella are your results so yeah. you already know you've had meetings with the c-suite you've had meetings with the, the investors 
the questions have come up to you multiple times. So all those red flags are there. So you already know, all right, I have to bow out. So let's just make sure that all these things that we negotiated on my contract, oh, let me get my attorney. Let's figure this out. I'm getting this, 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 that. All right, cool. I'll go. You do whatever you need to do. I make it an easy trend. You want me to be here for the transition? You don't want me to be here for the transition? Let me know and bow out. So these guys already know at that level. Um, so it's not never really going to be something that's going to be like a war. Yeah. But it's never a good feeling knowing that you're the one um, you're going to walk out on a low instead of walking out on a high. Yeah, I, I also wonder, man, like that 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 uh, that environment is just seems so toxic. It's horrible. You know, like what, what's been going on at D.C. since since, uh, you know, the new boss came in just the things that are getting cut and the things that are getting it, it, it seems it seems like the rock has be is, is, is the they, they've they've made they've called him the kevin feige of the project that he's working on which is black adam because he's had right. that for 15 years um oh really yeah yo he's been he's been attached to that to that project for like the last 15 years and he's been trying to put it out there since that amount of time um and so he seems to be calling the shots on the you know call the shots on that movie well, The Rock right. calls the shots on any movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the guy, the guy is a, a box office, you know, star. You understand I, that? I, you know, understand that on Rock's contract, that the production house has to foot the bill. An eighteen-wheeler cargo, right? That has to be transported to the lot. They have to build a gym with a tent for him, a full-service gym. Because he gets uh, up if, if shooting time is at five in the morning, he's up at two in the morning. He has right, to work he, no matter what out. it is, he has to work out before. Yeah, out. So I mean that's part of his contract, you know. So so you know, you you've heard stories about divas and all this other stuff, whatever, but his stuff generates millions. And yeah. so he's like, Look, this is part of my deal. No, he's a, he's he's great at promoting himself. I mean, you know, The Rock when he was when he was in the WWE, forget it. Like he was the most electrifying, you know what I mean? Like superstar yeah. in the WWE. And he was, and he's lived up to that. Can you smoke the rock is cooking? Like all his his dad, like Jabroni. Jabroni, right? Jabroni. Finally, the rock has come back to you know, like yeah. his catchphrases, and, and then the way he would deliver these things on the mic when he's about to he would just make you laugh. Like he would yeah. he's got that charismatic personality. He has this smile. That's so infectious, it's unreal, bro. Oh, whoa, easy. Wait, wait. No, seriously, it's like the Obama smile. Like Obama has a <laughs> smile that lights up a room. The Rock has that smile. When he you smiles, like, you, like, like you. you want to smile. It's like, oh, <laughs> bro, he, 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 he. hey Rocky, hey Rocky. Hey, Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the okay, so the only thing I will say, so apparently the movie, you know, anybody who's who knows DC and knows the Black Adam comics and stuff like that, Shazam is directly, you know, um. There's a correlation between Shazam and right. Black Adam, right? They're in the same world. They, they basically have the same powers, different suits. One is red, one is black. Um, and The Rock, from what I understand, refused to have Shazam in his movie, which doesn't make any sense, right? If you're a fan of the comic and if you're, you know, a diehard, you want to see that. You know, it, it seems like, according to you know, speculation and right. things that he's done in the past, he can't lose in his own movie. Like he, nobody can kick his ass in his own movie. You know what I mean? So like, if you bring in Shazam and and and, and pair him up against them and they're they're battling, he may lose because Shazam is Shazam or whatever. Even yeah. Superman, for example, right? Which to me takes away from the comic, and, and and it doesn't make any sense to me because you were in wrestling and yeah. it's scripted. You did lose a lot of, and that's what endeared us to him was 
you know, the fact that he lost sometimes, he won sometimes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's that was part of what I liked about The Rock. Right. You know, The Rock bottom and his finishing move could never beat anybody in the world. But it was so entertaining that you were like, oh, cool. That's a cool right. freaking move. Takes it off and goes to one side, goes to the other side and then drops. Doesn't do anything to that person. <laughs> so I don't I don't understand that. I don't understand the idea that and hopefully that's not true. I don't know if it is true. But apparently he he can't lose his own movie, so he won't put. I mean, I mean, well, I'm like what? Well, I mean, Mel Gibson in Braveheart, he dies, right? You know, it's like um, Gladiator uh, dies. Gladiator, you know what I'm saying? It's like um, Troy, you know what I mean? Oh. You know, what I'm saying? you know, it's even in even in the movies, like in Die Hard, Bruce Willis get his butt whipped. He wins oh, at the time. end, so yeah. Brock needs to take a lick and then come back and keep on ticking. That's the that's the yeah. So I don't I don't know if that's real or not. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Well, I, you know, if you guys have heard anything different in the chat, let me know. But yeah, that's what I've that's what I've heard about that. Um, which I would have loved. I mean, if I'm a DC fan, I'm not. You know, I don't know these characters that well, but uh, I would love to see that. You know, that sh Shazam in that in that in that in that movie. You know, going again, even if it's a cameo at the end or something. They, they, there's there's rumors about Superman making an appearance, Henry Cavill, um, in the movie. So that that may be cool. Yeah. But um, I think you should, they, you know, it'd be interesting to see it. But I, I definitely want to check it out, you know, so you know, see how it is. I, but we'll see, we'll see how it does. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't even seen Top Gun. Oh, dude, you got to watch that. You'd love that movie, bro. Oh, it's I know. My, my, my father-in-law has told me he's like, Sam, there are certain movies you got to see in the theater. He goes, yes. Top Gun's one of those you get to see in the theater. And I was like, Yeah, yeah. It's like I sure. look at my wife. I'm like. You know, it's like <laughs> so. I gotta, I gotta, I just gotta. I have to be able to go on my own and uh, and 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 see it. I mean, what I'll do is I'll catch like a matinee in the morning check where yeah, you know, check it out, dude. Go for you know the seniors and just chill. Yeah, that's it, bro. That's a good. That's a good movie, bro. That is a good movie, and it's made I mean, tons of money. He's killed it. He's, made he's killed it. Movie. Yeah, I could, I could tell you right now. I, that could be one or other one of the other motivations behind what's happening and the whole Paramount DC Universal that stuff whatever. They're like this guy took a non superhero movie and he made uh -huh. billions. It's not Avatar. It's not Star Wars. He didn't use CGI for those ships. He used oh, real ships, real bro. people, and he yeah. made billions. Yo, dude, we need to we need to change our business model. You know what though, and I think it's because it goes back to what we've talked about. You know, no, we were, you know, we're probably, you know, get off my lawn type of thing. But like, it's the story. It, it comes back to story. It's a good story. Yeah. The movies that we loved in the '80s, bro, we loved them so much because the stories were good stories. Yes. Because they didn't rely on the CGI. They, they didn't. They, there was no CGI. Yeah. So they were like, you know what? We got to make this entertaining in another another way. And what way is that going to be? In the writing, in the story, and that's what you're getting. I think uh, with Maverick is you're getting a good story. And yeah. if you, even if you're not a fan, even if you never, because the original Top Gun, it's it's okay. Like it's you know, it's dope. good. It's good. No, it's good. But but if you think about it, you know, it's not. You're not gonna be like, oh snap, that was no. This one, bro, the way they tied everything in, dude, incredible job. Like they, they, they I mean, the fact that uh Val Kilmer is in the state that he's in now because he's sick and stuff like that. But what the way they handled his character in the movie. Really well done. It was just a well-scripted movie, well acted. You know, the 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 stunts were off the chain. Oh, it's a good I mean, and, and but it's you know, and again, there will never be another Tom Cruise, right? Uh, also, there was magic of practical effects. Yes. Yeah. 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 You know? How did they do that? Right. Yeah. Right. The the question always was, you know, how did they do that? Like when Superman flew for the first time, and and it, you know, when Christopher Reeve was Superman, and he flew. You're like, 
yo, how did they do that? You so know what I mean? Tell me, tell me you didn't go on top of your garage with, yo. with, with a towel around your neck and you try to jump. Yeah. <laughs> wow. it's like, with your underwoos. With your underwoos. Like, oh. <laughs> <Ta-da>. <laughs> Ta-da. Bro, oh, I can't fly. Uh, yeah, dog. Was- I believe I can fly. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. Word. Word. In the eighties, there were a lot of yeah. It it, it was different, you know. So they relied a lot on 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 the storytelling and on on the on the writing. Whereas now we rely on you know special effects, man. CGI, baby. CGI will take care of it. And when CGI doesn't work, the story doesn't work. You know, by seven, the way he is. Get jumped a few times, but hurt his head a couple times. <laughs> rules are fun to wear. It's new and improved, but you're underwear. You know I, I got, oh, I got, I do have to say, man, I have some scars from being a kid, and yeah. that just proves how much fun I had when I was a kid. Like oh. all the scars that I have all over the place, just shows you I had a great childhood. Remember, remember, uh, what was it? Um, uh, uh, he jumped. <laughs> Remember, um, Police Academy when she's showing, wow, uh, she's taking it off, and she and he says the, uh, the, the her scars, and he's showing his scars or whatever. Was it Police? No, it was Mel Gibson, no, Lethal Weapon. Yeah, yeah Lethal yeah. Weapon. And um, um, dude, I have I cracked my skull. I have scar here, scar here, stitches on my finger, three stars uh, scars on my knee, busted. Uh, yo, I got scars upon scars just for being having fun. Happy but you know again. what? I didn't cry. You never seen me cry when it stuff happened. When I popped my, ah. my head open and, and it was like I was like Carrie and the river of yeah. blood was coming to my face. I didn't cry. I was like, oh snaps. I said, what I said, I was surprised with all the blood. I was like, oh, does this mean I'm gonna die? <laughs> I was like, what's going you on? Did, you did, Willie. You think I was two blocks away from the hospital, and uh, you know, so they ran me over there. I, I was at, I, again, I was in the fourth grade when that happened. Um, but yeah, yeah. in 77, back in 77. <laughs> no, I was in the fourth grade. <laughs> well, yeah, everybody turn your cameras off because I just thought I was gonna go at it. Um, but yeah, that was a good. I mean, the movies back then uh, they had heart. Um, I mean, just top, top Gun at all, uh, you know, right? It you had anxiety, insecurities, you had love, you had loss, you had pain. Oh, yeah, I mean, you know, what I'm saying like, all yeah. those ingredients that make a good when, movie, yeah. When I mean, the spoiler alert if you haven't seen Top Gun, uh, from no 1986, spoilers. from oh, 1986, yeah, yeah, you, you, you know, when Goose dies, bro, you're like, oh, no, Yo. Yo. really? It was hard, uh, yeah, it was tough, it was tough, it was tough when Goose, you know. But um, but that was that was that was they were building it. You you saw they were friends, right? They built yeah. that. They, they they as the as the writing goes, they built that that camaraderie between the two. They were best buds. They were friends. Da, da, da. Yeah. So when that happens to him, you're like, what? And he recognizes you know I mean? and he recognizes that his ego is a problem. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, that, yeah, yeah. That's no. when he realized he's 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 dangerous to himself. You know, yeah, and that's when, that's when, that's why he the, he all the stuff that he used that was his shield that protected him that drove him forward is when he realized it's also a detriment and he's like, yeah. you know, I, I lost my best friend because of my my right. my stubborn being stubborn. Right, right, yep, yep, yo, the, and and let and and you listen, you have to watch Maverick, watch it, and then we'll talk about it because what you you said right now is very you know you just watch it. Um, yeah. that's also, I stopped, I stopped playing Duck Duck Goose because of that. Wow! Wow! <laughs> for the for, for for the kids watching who maybe aren't born born in in, in the seventies, Doc Doc Goose was a game that you played 
where people sat around the circle and one person would walk around and tap everybody on the head or whatever and you'd be yeah. doc, 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 doc. And when you got to Goose, that person had to get up and chase you around the circle and you yes. had to beat them to their seat. Yes. Otherwise, they they continued the Doc Doc Goose game. That's what Doc Doc Goose was. <laughs> so, Sam, I mean, the fact that you brought back Doc Doc Goose. I brought it back. You brought back Doc <laughs> Doc kids don't know. You know, kids, kids don't, don't know. know. We, kids used don't to, know. we used to learn how to play with each other, play together. Today, everyone's just behind the screen like this. Yo, and you know, and you know how we 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 uh we got out, we got our anger out against other kids. Dodgeball. Dodgeball, Dodgeball was the ultimate game of just oh. getting your anger out and hitting the person you want to hit with this little round ball. And you want to make sure you did because when it, it was that turn, it was over. It was <laughs> <laughs> as hard as you could. Dodgeball yeah. was that game of revenge, bro. Like that Russian city. Because remember, I don't know if you ever played the, the version called Dungeon Dodge, where yeah. like, where like, okay, so you would hit, somebody would get hit or whatever, and then that person would go in, would, they were out. But you could bring them back. They were just in the dungeon. You could bring them back if you hit the person that got them out. Oh, wow. If you hit the person that got them out, out, then right. you're, that person could come in. That right. was Dungeon Dodge. The ultimate game of revenge, bro. It, it was It was crazy. It was crazy. Nice. Yeah, no, no. I mean, we, I mean, I mean, we, I mean, we played hide and seek. We played manhunter. Remember, we we played Man Scully. Hunter. You know, stick ball, wiffle ball. I mean, we played so many things when we were kids. That was the best part of it because it was a community. You know, you wanted to go outside and play with your friends. Hey, he's <laughs> like, yo, bro, talk to me. Yeah, because because the 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 plumber hit the rang the doorbell. So my kids, oh, are yeah, there you I go. hate when they ring the doorbell because these guys act like it's the end of the, of the world and they go crazy. And he's like, Let who's, us outside? Him. who's outside? Yeah, who's outside? Oh, oh, oh he's going in. He's going in. <laughs> you Technical hear difficulties. He's like, Yo, let me at him. Let me at him. Uh, uh, hello. hello. This is this is Herman, the Chihuahua. <laughs> this is this Herman. Is Herman. And look, he has a mohawk. Look, he has oh, that wow. mohawk. Look at that mohawk. Boom. Chilling. <laughs> But uh, yeah, he's Herman in the book with his daily in my toilet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the actual Herman, the real yeah. life Herman. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, no, dude. And, and back in the days, it, it was like that. What we also had back in the days, Sammy, was uh, bullying. We did bullying. have bullies back in the days. Yes. We did have bullies back in the days. Um, and, and bullies were handled a little different back in the days. Yeah. As a lot, of, a lot of our 80s movies would show us, for example, That's The Karate right. Kid, right? Mm -hmm. Just face the bully and, and, and then it's a wrap. Um, and you had, and, and that goes into our next topic, which is you were talking about bullying and how it's evolved, cyberbullying yes. and stuff like right. that. Yeah. Um, and you had that conversation on Monday. If you guys missed it on, on the on the uh, yeah. in ten or less, Sam had the topic uh, of bullying. And so, talk, talk to me a little bit about why you brought that topic up on Monday, and and let, let, let's follow it up. Well, the reason why I brought it up is because I was at the Fanet uh, Festival, and I was talking about your artists, and some of them don't use social media because of that. <laughs> Because of how toxic some of these communities are, and it, and instead of people, um, uh, for some reason, people feel, stop it, Bentley. <laughs> people feel compelled mm -hmm. to insult your work um, if they don't like it, rather than just just moving on. And and so um, it, it reminded me of things that I experienced growing up, and and one situation that I had online. Um, and then I see a lot of posts, subliminal posts where there's attacks, but they're not calling out a name, but they're pulling out some people, you know, like some people need to do this or some people go and whatever. Or you'll see in posts where people are just attacking people. And 
so for me, the the the, the, this, this, the most important thing to do when you're a target of that is ignore it, delete it. If it's your, it's on your stream, it's on your account, and it's something that you started a post on, you control it, delete it, block it, report it. You know, but um, don't give it, don't fuel the fire, because what I learned in life, the bully nine times out of ten does not want to be confronted back. They pick on you because they don't think you can do anything. They pick on you because they're hiding behind a computer screen and they know that they'll never see you. They pick on you because maybe you show a sign of weakness or whatever it is, or you represent something that uh, makes them uncomfortable. Um, but the moment that you pull the wool over their heads, it changes. The whole demographic changes. And, uh, you know, I'll give you one thing. <clears throat> when I was a kid, I used to walk on my tippy toes, right? And so I got called all sorts of names, right? Fairy, Lisa, this, that. They never called, you know, so in these, and so instead of crying and fighting every kid, I got a book bag filled with weights, a vest, a heavy vest with weights, and I focused on my walk so I don't bounce when I walk. And next thing you know, the, the hop was gone and the comments were gone because they're like, wait, what, what happened? He's not walking that way anymore. They had, I took the power away. Didn't say a word, but I took the power away. And I think that's the biggest key. The biggest for me, it's like um, um, uh, another example. You know, we 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 were constantly being chased by bullies when we were kids, and they, and we were fast. We were younger. They were older. We were like fourth grade. They were like sixth grade or seventh grade, and they would try to catch us to beat us up. One day, I got to school, and I see my friends crying, and I'm like, "What happened?" And the bullies caught them and hit them. I went crazy. Because I was no longer running for me. I, now it was, it was about my friends. So I confronted the bullies and they got scared because I had this manic, crazy look in my face. And then that's when that was the biggest I was like, oh, wait, these guys are not as scary as they seem. They just do, did it because we ran. But the moment the running stopped and we stood tall, it changed. Now, I don't, want, I don't expect anybody to go and confront everybody. What I'm saying is ignore it. Or have the conversation with the person that you're having the dispute with online, but don't use, don't don't bring an audience that has no clue about your personal issues into a situation that they don't belong in. Because that what you're doing, you're inviting more toxic energy, and and that, that's the reason why you know it was just interesting when I was you know because I had to ask why why come you don't use social media what and you know a couple of them said it's because it's a toxic environment. Yeah, it, it's crazy because that like social media nowadays, especially in, in what we do, it's almost like a necessary evil because that's that's a way to build a fan base today in the in the world that we live in today. Obviously, social media, you know, whether it's Facebook, whether it's, uh, you know, whether it's Instagram, Twitter and Twitter is probably one of the worst because Twitter trolls are a real thing. You know, you're constantly going to get a lot of Twitter back and forth. You see it all the time. Uh, with people on Twitter. So it, it's tough, man. It's tough to be away. Now, I, and I don't know who, who some of the people you were talking about, do they have a large fan base? Not, I don't, I don't, don't give me names, but do they have a large fan base outside of on their personal accounts? So they don't use okay. communities like, like, like uh, one guy, he okay. only, okay. only okay. He has so his website and okay. his IG account. And that's Got it. Doesn't it. use Twitter, okay. doesn't yeah. use Facebook. So um, he does use social media in some way. Yes. Like, but doesn't know. join any communities. Um, yeah. And, yeah. You know, yeah. and so for instance, like, there, there are guys out there that I'm not a fan of the work. I'm not going to go and take my time to go and say, yo, I'm not a fan because this, this, this. no, I'm just not a fan. I'm going to move on, you know? And if there's, and for me, it's like, if you have nothing good to say, don't say anything at all. You know, why, why, why do you want to do, I think when you're going online 
to use that as a as a tool or um, to um, voice your frustration, you really need to talk to somebody, a professional, because there's deep rooted issues that you need to uh, really come to terms with and have that conversation and figure out what's going on inside you that's, that's causing you to react this way. You know, and most people don't want to do it because they don't think they have a problem. And, it, and, and nine times out of 10, the bully's a bully because they were bullied Oh, there's something wrong in their life or whatever it is. And then you represent something that, you know, maybe they wish they would have had or they, you know, that, that causes some insecurity on their end. Uh, so they're, they're really looking for help as well, but they don't know how to say it. So they lash out because that's how they were treated. That's what they received. And so that's why I say don't give back what you get because, you know, it's just going to, number one, deepen the wound for the, 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 the person who's creating the situation. Um, and it's going to put you in a situation where, you're going to have regrets because you're going to say or do something you're going to live to regret. Or, uh, you know, and then I think, and if you're in the creative space, I think the, the best thing you do is just focus on creating, have fun, focus on creating. Um, no need to get caught up in all of these toxic conversations and, and, and everybody has an opinion and everybody's the smartest person in the room and everybody's just, be the smartest person in the room. Be do what you do. That's fine. Just leave me out of it. I'm gonna stay in this lane, and I'm gonna focus on here, and, and I'm going to have fun. I'm gonna do the best thing I can to to do what I love to do, and hopefully bring people along for the ride with that. And if I see somebody like you know, for instance, shout out to Ben Benders. If I see something like this, I'm gonna be like, "Yo, I appreciate what you do. I love your work. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed the book." Um, and keep it moving. That's it, you know. But don't get caught up in all that stuff. I mean, life's too short. You know, when you look at the energy that you put into these situations, you can't get that time back. What was it all for? What was it all for? If I have uh, beef, I, I, with, if I have beef with with somebody, I'm gonna I'm gonna contact that somebody and say, "Hey, what's going on with us?" I, I wonder. I wonder if um, if the people are, or the situations talking about if, if these are things where because. I'll yes. say this, Facebook groups, Facebook groups, right? Mm -hmm. uh, say professional courteous if you don't like what you see. Yeah, absolutely. What's um, up, buddy? The Facebook groups, for example, right? I think that as an indie creator, Facebook groups, we, we, we have to understand what they are, right? Yeah. That's not where you're going to build a fan base. Mm -hmm. Facebook groups for, for indies, for example, where you can promote your own stuff, those those groups are networking groups. I, I don't think, yeah, will other creators become fans of your work because your work is that great? Maybe, maybe. But that's not where your fan base is. So right. when you're posting in those groups and say, for example, you're a newbie or, or maybe your artwork isn't all that great, I think that automatically, and, and if anybody owns the Facebook group, let me know, but I feel like automatically people think they have a green light to critique what you're posting on that group simply yeah. because they can. Uh, thank you, man. Appreciate yes. it. Um, yes. And I think, and, and I, and I think that we as Indies have to understand that that's not what we need to be. If we're trying to build a fan base. Yes. If we're trying to build a fan base, maybe we need to remove ourselves from that. And if we are actually looking to network, maybe, you know, the conventions that are out there right now are a great place to do so where you can Talk one-on-one -on -one with a creator. Yes. Like, for example, Bjorn, right? You go up to his table, dude, love this, blah, blah, come on our show, da, 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 da. You started the conversation, that's the networking. 
Um, and there are groups that I guess you can do that in. But for the most part, what I've noticed in, in some of these groups is that there is a lot of animosity. There is a lot of, you know, this kind of stuff. And I know that that some of the moderators are trying to limit that by putting these rules up and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But sometimes those rules don't help us because yeah. all we're doing is trying to promote. And for some reason, those things are removed. Nope, you can't put yeah. that on here today. You can't do this today. You can't yeah. do that today. Well, I'm trying to, but because we got to understand that that's not where you promote. It's right. not. Right. That's not where that, that's, that, that's not where that happens. That's more for networking. You know, hey, what do you guys think of this piece? And, and when that is asked, then go in and maybe make a critique or whatever. But if nobody's asking, what do you guys think of this? And they're just putting it up there. Let it be. Let it live. Let it, let it do its let thing. It let it be, son. Let it be. That's all. I that's just want to post today. Let it be. <laughs> right. Right. Why? Why? Why will it? Why should it be removed? Why should anybody talk shit about? That's it? obnoxious. So, uh, <laughs> TVMA, TVMA. We were so good. We <laughs> just lost all sponsors. That's it. I can't get. I can't get that frappuccino. I gotta get a regular coffee. Thanks, George. Man, <laughs> man. man son hey. of a biscuit eater. Um, My bad, guys. My bad. <laughs> Hey, you see what happens when you let them off for five minutes? <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. I said, you know, it, it, like we talked offline about my, you know, the 2023 strategy and, and how a lot of things are going to change. Um, it's really, um, for me, it's, there's no place on this platform, on social media, where you're going to see me attack anybody. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Um, and if you decide to come at me, I'm just going to delete it. I'm going to ignore it because they're just words. They're just, they're just symbols on a computer. It's just words. I'm just going to delete it. I'm going to keep it moving. You can do whatever it is you want, but I have bigger fish to fry. And so if you don't appreciate my style of art, fine. It's as everybody, it's a matter of taste. You go to, you go to a museum and someone looks at a Van Gogh and like, I don't know what I'm looking at. Another person's like, well, I see this. And he's like, I just don't understand it. Well, it's beautiful, right? It's a matter of taste. Don't take offense to it. You know, some people are going to like Top Gun. Some people think it's trash. It's a matter of taste. But, you know, you know, you don't have to go and insult the creative team behind the production. You know, they did their best at the time that they were doing it with what the resources that they had. Why attack them? Because if you were in that spot, how would you like to feel knowing that you put 10 months or 12, a year of your work into something and, and you're just being attacked? Man, all you're doing is trying to create content to, to entertain people. And again, it's gonna, some people don't like it. Some people don't. No need to go and roll apart. No, I, and and that's that. I think that that's the biggest problem that happens uh, amongst the, the the smaller uh, publishers and things like that. People who don't have clout yet is that you know for some reason and, and some and I go back to these groups. You 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 just find people trying to tear each other down in those groups, and it's like, dude, no, let's uh, not do that. So, what's the best way? And, and Sam, that that's the way you handle um, uh, bullying. People may handle it differently, but yeah, I mean, if if you need to remove yourself from the situation, remove yourself from the situation. If that works for you, do it. You know, I I think that. If somebody has said something to you in a group, for me, the way I, I personally I handle that thing is separately, you know, on, on, on a separate, yeah, a separate, like, you know, go go into your, your DMs if that's where it's going to go and say, hey, man, you said this, 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 this and that, you know, I'm I'm removing you, blah, blah, whatever. If, if that's because to me, I, I, I like to talk things out. Let's talk it out privately. 
I don't need I don't need the world to see our our you know our conversation. Right. But then they'll screenshot then they'll screenshot your conversation and say yeah, you see. No, and, and, yeah. I, and I'm not and I'm not gonna say anything anything disrespectful. I'm just basically gonna say, dude, I'm I'm, I'm removing you right now. That's what I'm saying. For if you can't talk to the person, um, remove yourself. That's what I'm saying. If you can't influence the situation, then then remove yourself from the situation. That's the way I look at it. So if they again nine times out of ten, it's a personal issue. It's between two people, but then what happens is they bring the community in, right? Because somebody wants people to rally around their argument. And so they're looking for people that's going to agree with them and they're going to create, you know, put, put, make themselves out to be a martyr, whatever it is. It's nobody's business. If you were working with another indie and, and it just didn't pop off because the indie felt the other, the, 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 the person didn't decide to do something, talk to that person. Yo, what's up? We agreed on this. What's going on? Don't air it out. It's nobody's business. That's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, the moment you put it out there, now you just opened yourself up because it can turn on you too. You could be the one, the instigator and start attacking, but then you realize that people are looking at the fact that you're the bully and you know, you're wrong in this. And then it turns on you. And then what happens? Then you start saying, oh, everybody's against me and you become a victim. And oh, I need to take time off because I got mental. Stop. Don't even do it. Don't put yourself out there. Don't make yourself a target. Don't, you know, and, and remember it's your credibility too, because who wants to work with anybody that's constantly, constantly finding problems with people? You know what I'm saying? So keep it, be discreet, be respectful. Um, it's, it's art. We, we're all human beings trying to do something creative, trying to live out, a, 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 get as close to our dreams as possible in a world where there's a lot of challenges. Why need to hurt the other person because they're doing the same exact thing? It's just the how we go about it. Everyone has a different how. Respect it and keep it yeah. moving. That's it. Yeah, I think it's weird, man. I was having a conversation with, with Aniba the other day about, like, you know, we should, as, as an indie community, we should be further along, right? Like, we should, you know. But when, when, when a bu bunch of creatives get together or a bunch of indies get together, there are too many chefs in the kitchen and there's a, yes. there are a lot of egos that, that come, especially if you've been doing this for a long time and you feel like I know what I'm doing kind of thing. So somebody wants to take the lead and then somebody else says, no, 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 I've been doing it this, this way. This works for us. We should do it. And now there's that friction and it doesn't work, which is why we remain independent, <laughs> which is why we remain doing our own thing. And to me, yeah. that's okay too, bro. Yeah. That's okay too. Everybody has to find their way. You, you can't mm -hmm. force people to, to kind of be together and, and work together. You can't force it. It's got to come. It's got to come natural. Some people, some people can do it. I mean, big shout out to Dan Price and Chris Saloff who who launched the Kickstarter together the same night. You know what I mean? Two indies the same night. They launched the thing together and they yeah. both were successful the same evening. That's beautiful. And when yeah. it works, it's freaking amazing. And yes. it can work. Yeah. People just have to leave the egos at the door and say, okay, what's better for everybody else? And and that's right. hard to do. And don't get me wrong. It's hard to do, bro. It's hard to do because we're setting our ways. When you go to a convention, Sam, and you set up your table, you want to set it up the way you want to set it up. If I come in there and we're sharing a table and I say, yeah, you, maybe we should move that over there. And I'll do what I want to do. There's going to be, you know what I mean? And it's not even, it's not, it's not malicious. It's not. Yeah. It's just that we all we see all things see. differently and we all think that things are going to work differently. So yeah. you know what the best thing to do is? Let's get separate tables. You get your That's table. It. I get my table. Maybe we sit together. You know what I mean? And we have that way we can, we can watch each other's tables. You know what I mean? <laughs> Hug each other. Whatever. Take pictures. Smoochie woochie, Camaroochie. But we have separate tables, right? And you can right. set up your table your way, and I can set up right. my table my way, and we're good. 
Um, sometimes, sometimes we got to understand, you know, that, that we're just not, not everybody's going to get along. I right. wish we could. It, it's just, it's tough. It's tough, especially. It is guess. tough, but man. Don't, but don't bully each other. In other words, no. don't 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 try no. to step on somebody else just because. Uh, it's because you know, uh, all bullies have their day. It, there's only so much uh, that people. Make. So you know, there's always a, there's always an expiration date on everything. So don't put yourself that way. If 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 you're angry, talk to somebody. Talk to a professional. Um, don't talk to your boys. You know, your family. They're not really gonna understand. Um, you know, no one really understands you, but you and your experiences and your journey. So talk to a third party that doesn't know you, doesn't know your family, that's trained to be able to help you dissect and peel away those layers in the onion and to get to the root cause because you have to go back to go forward. And um, and it's okay to say, yo, I need help. Um, but, you know, it's <clears throat> it's unfortunate, but that's, that's part of life. But hopefully more people realize that you're not going, what we're seeing today in society with all these outbursts and all these attacks. And these are people who are crying for help. They're, 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 you know, the, the, the lockdown has triggered emotional responses and what's been happening in society and, and people reacting in adverse ways. And um, so it, we realized that as a society, we are broken and um, we got to find better ways to communicate with each other. And social media is not helping us communicate. It's actually isolating ourselves. And so we have to look the person in the eye and say, Hey, what's up? You know, you know, what I, I noticed that when I said something, you reacted this way. What was it about what I said that caused that reaction? Boom, without getting offensive. The moment you make excuses, when someone says, well, you said this and it made me feel, man, you're so sensitive. You just, you just lost the game. You just lost the battle. You, you're, now you're, you're going to make it worse. Listen, take it in, process it, and then put yourself in the other person's position and then say, you know what? I can see exactly what you mean. I, my bad. I didn't... It, that wasn't my intent. What I was trying to do was this. I will make a, 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 an effort going forward to ensure that I explain myself so that way I don't put you in, in a situation when you feel that way towards me because I value our friendship, whatever it is, but learn how to communicate. It's the art of looking someone in the eye with empathy, understanding, and being able to articulate your message so that way there's no misunderstanding and that you guys can shake hands and walk away and say, let's go get a beer. That's it. That's it. You know, but oof. that is awesome. That is awesome. Well, <laughs> well, my friends, we have come to the end of the show. Thank you so much. Although we've us. come. That's right. To the, the end of the road, baby. End of the Boys road. The men. Boys <laughs> the men. Circa 91, 92, maybe. Was it? Um, maybe. I, I think it was that far ago. One of the best but, songs uh, ever. Yeah. But yes, indeed. But uh, yeah, no, thank you so much for joining us uh, today, everyone. Uh, everyone in the chat, I don't know who was in there. I can't see. I have them on my phone. So yes, thank you, uh, David. Thank you, Pops. Thank you, um, uh, Russ Leach, comic book black Oh, Pops. Russ. That's right. I, I hope that I'm getting it right. Um, and uh, thank you all for, and everybody who's been watching in silence on Twitch, Facebook, and YouTube. Um, you know, thank you all for joining us for the morning brew. I hope you had a nice good cup of coffee and I hope that we provided some information that helps either. You know what? I just had a bad conversation with my buddy. We never really actually come to a resolution. I'm going to go and contact him. And, and you know what? We're going to have this conversation. I need to square the sword because I I, I, I I value that friendship. Hopefully that does that. You know, who knows? And you can say that we're just a bunch of, bunch of we're just talking a bunch of malarkey. I'm not going to use the word that you, George used that made me put that TVMA. But... <laughs> 
us one message you know but hopefully it does you know i don't know we're just trying to do a small part in this big world and uh with our little voice that we have um but we do it definitely appreciate every single one of you out there and if you did enjoy this episode please give us a thumbs up you know hit that like button subscribe if you haven't done so already you know and uh we've been doing this for a minute and uh we do it because we love it and we appreciate um you and uh, we try to share our experiences with you but uh don't forget it is the last how many hours now? how many hours uh, maybe nine now it is the last yeah probably yes yeah, the last nine hours it is the last nine hours of the kickstarter for there's an alien in my toilet if you have it back there please get it it's great for christmas if you have the little ones it's great for you if you like to laugh if you looked at the pictures from the fan festival most of the people that bought it were adults i'm just saying so it's not corny to laugh it's the last nine hours let's get to 75 backers and you get four free books in a print Four free digital books and a print from Daphne Lays, J.D. Calderon, J.D. Rosario, and a print by me. Uh, if we get to 75 backers, who doesn't want a bunch of free swag? I would love for you to the, let, let's end on a high note. Nine hours left. Join me later. I'm going to be on a live stream drawing today. Don't know what I'm going to draw, but I'm going to put duty in the costume. It's going to be fun. And um, yes. And uh, thank you again for watching. Anything from you, George? Yes, no, that's all. Just uh, make sure that you subscribe to the channel. We're trying to get to a thousand subscribers uh check out some of the campaigns that you know that our buddies are doing right now uh we suck at comics is a good one that's happening right now sebastian bonet's got a book in there from nerds of the round i mean a story in there from nerds of the round is an anthology so check out that on kickstarter and uh yeah that's all i got for today make sure you join us next week we're going to be live uh tuesday uh and wednesday or tuesday or wednesday evening we'll let you guys know um yeah. but yeah that's all i got for now dog yeah so you guys have a fantastic morning I'm Sam the Crazy Man Vera. Have a great weekend. George the Dreamer Medina. Peace. Peace.